All right, brother. Let's do this. Word. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Insiders Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is your boy, Stully. And, oh, baby, do we have a special episode lined up for you today. Uh, I came up with this idea the other day. I wanted to weed through all the mass amounts of pickups, quote-unquote, and pick out my favorite ones and kind of, I don't know, put an importance value on each player uh, rather than just a percentage owned. And for me to do this, I didn't want to just do it by myself. I wanted another opinion. And I wanted an opinion of somebody that really knows what they're talking about. So I brought in the top 10 most accurate draft ranker at Fantasy Pros in 2019. He also finished number one as a ranker in week four this year. Uh, He was a dynasty writer for the pregame HQ. And he's co-hosting the Skull King Sports Podcast. Oh, and a fun fact, he also coached Larry Fitzgerald in Orange Theory class. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a man of multi-whatever-you-want-to-call-it. He's Mr. C.J. Krauss. What's going on, C.J.? What's going on, man? Happy to be on here. I'm super excited to do this uh, this bottom-barrel draft with you. Um, I, I don't know how to live up to all those things you said about me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I, I don't even know how I'm going to draft against you. I'm nervous. <laughs> So, have you ever done something like this before? Um, not this deep. Um, this is like a this is like a head to head one v one. So it's kind of a fun little, cool thing that we have going on here. But I I was I did my studies today. I got my like list ish ready and kind of go on the fly here. But I've got some uh, I got some ideas for you for this one. Well, I hope you're ready to get snipe, my friend, because that's what I'm all about. <laughs> okay. yeah, you should uh, check my my tag Twitter setup I got there. Oh, really? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> all right, all right. This is going to be good, bro. This is going to be good. Uh, I'm curious, though. What exactly is Orange Theory? Uh, Orange Theory is uh, it's where I work. Um, I've worked with them. It's a group fitness studio. So I've worked in fitness for about nine years now. So it's kind of like there is like interval training and like functional fitness and rowing and things like that. And yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been doing for a while. And he came to one of our classes when I was living in Arizona. So I was right by where his, I guess his house is. I lived in one of the um, more lucrative areas of Arizona is where I was working at. Yeah. Uh, and I, he came in for a class to try it out. And he just, it, was, it was like a surreal moment. So it was he fun. He just walked in off the street? Um, I think like we like reached out to a bunch of people. We've had like like whenever Arizona's like big for like minor league baseball too, so we like have the option of athletes to come in because it's a it's a um pretty big company honestly, but they're all franchise owned and yeah, you got to coach him, guide him on the treadmill with the rest of the class. It was funny watching like him and like the soccer moms. He yeah. <laughs> must have been class. a beast. Um, you would be surprised how much he took it easy. He was so nice, gentleman, but I had to tell him to up his weights a little bit because I'm like, dude, I know you can do more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and you're trying to push him, right? <laughs> I don't want to push him. I know it's off season, and he's not trying to like kill himself. He doesn't need all that. But I'm like, you know, there's heavier weights right over there, man. He's like, oh, okay, super nice. <laughs> <laughs> he always seemed like any interview I've ever seen with him, even on the field, he's always smiling. Uh, he just seems like one of the most genuine guys I've ever seen on TV. He's like exactly what you think it would be. Honestly, I can't say anything bad about meeting him that time, and it's just like one of the coolest experiences. Um, I've had in general in, in terms of working or life experience. So yeah, he's exactly what you think. That's good to hear, honestly, because yeah. you never know when someone's fake, but it, I never got the vibe that he was ever. Yeah. 
super genuine guy. Um, <laughs> took took coaching well, even though like he might could probably teach me a million things too. So <laughs> he's like, all right, CJ, go run a a, a button hook. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, sh- yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Fitzgerald, I got yeah. you, <laughs> <Yes>, sir. <laughs> All right, so let's break down exactly what's going to happen tonight. Uh, we're going to do a eight rounds half PPR super flex draft, uh, selecting only players who are owned in less than fifty percent of leagues on Yahoo. Uh, the positions we're drafting: at least one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end, one flex, and one super flex. Um, and seeing as Mr. CJ Cross was so kind to join us tonight, I'm going to let you pick first, but. Yes. Sorry, you were going to say thanks? Oh, I'm saying thank you, but I'm the only one like I'm picking. I think you're going to want them. I'm actually, like, I've never been nervous for a two-man draft. <laughs> <laughs> Our choices are limited, too, but, yeah. And I'm the type of fantasy player that I will get sniped in this two-man draft. I guarantee it, at least um, once. We're going we're gonna to be sniping to the left and right, so I've had, like, pivots ready, and I have to, like, respond to whatever you do, what positions you pick, so I'm going to... Whew. Yeah, I know. I'm sweaty too, man. I just had to like sit up in my chair here, get my nose in line. That, that gamer pose, you lean a little forward. Is that what we're doing? I'm not going to lie. My muscles are flexing right now for some reason. <laughs> and I'm not even meaning to do this. I'm ready, bro. I brought in the expert. You're the expert. I'm just old Stully here. But you know what, man? This is going to be fun. And I really think we're going to give some good advice along with our pickups. So I'm curious. Did you have any strategy coming into this? Um, not really too much yet. Again, it's being responsive. I have a list of players I want and I want to see how you kind of pick. And I'm always reactive, mm-hmm. um, when I do a lot of drafts, especially like I'm treating this like I'm on the corner and when I'm on the corner in a draft, I look for the person behind me and I see what they have and what they don't have. And that's how I kind of pick what I want. So oh, I, I do that all the time as well. It's such a good move. So I know if, what I want first and then I want to see what you do. And then I'm going to go down my list and see what I should do. It sucks that I have the same strategy and there's only two of us. <laughs> it's going to work great. All right. So without any further ado, CJ, why don't you tell us who your first pick is of this amazing draft and why? So there's so many players to choose from, but they're, none of them are that good. Um, <laughs> Amen. JD McKissick is my 101 for what we have available to us. 49% rostered, so it goes right under that 50% mark we're looking at. Um, someone with the injury to Antonio Gibson having that toe, it's going to be out for a while. He received 10 receptions last week. He's definitely, even though it's half PPR, not full PPR, running back position is kind of scarce to this level. I think he's definitely my one-on-one. Oh, I'm so sad to hear you say that, brother. <laughs> you got to be joking me. That's... He's literally at the top of my list. I yeah. just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But you know what? It's because, like you said, Gibson's out. Uh, the man receives so much pass work. What do you have? Ten receptions this week? Yeah, ten receptions. I believe on ten targets. He just has received so many targets since Alex Smith went there. He's been the safety blanket throughout the first few games of Alex Smith, and then whenever Gibson started picking up, they kind of went away from him. But he's so comfortable throwing the ball. It's so yeah. It's almost like they played together for years. Yeah, they got some kind of mind. Alex Smith and McKissick, man. I can't believe this. But you know what? It, it it works. All you want in this format is receptions, yardage, maybe a touchdown would be the icing on the cake for you. And in under 50% at running back, I'm not sure if everyone's looked, but there's literally five guys that are ownable, and McKissick's you, you, the best. You found five. I'm impressed. 
Uh, it's a little dicey, that fifth guy, and yeah, I don't want to get to that point in the podcast, so let's just go with my first pick. <laughs> you got back-to-back, so let's see what you got. Okay, so in a super flex, I think it's very important to get a quarterback, but I'm not taking a quarterback first because the position players actually are slim pickings. And since you've taken the best running back, in my opinion, that was available, I got to take the second best that's on the list. And that's Mr. Ty Johnson of the New York Jets. Yeah, uh, 4% owned right now, and he is going in the first round, ladies and gents. (laughs) But honestly, with Ty Johnson, uh, he gets to face Seattle this week, and Frank Gore is most likely going to miss it. He has a concussion. Uh, I have no update, but this week with, with the volume, he had over 100 yards. I could see it working again this week against Seattle, and I know Ty Johnson well as a Lions fan. I was sad to see him go, so I'm very happy for him to see him succeed on the Jets. So this is a, this is a pick I had to get. What do you think of Ty Johnson, CJ? Um, I think it's a great pick for this formatting and a really good pick if you're like stuck in that scenario where McKissick's already owned and you need someone to play. He received 22 carries last week. Um, not a great yards per carry. I believe he averaged three point three there, but definitely anything volume wise, it's where you want to have in this formatting, um, or just in general in fantasy football when it's that deep and something like that happens where you lose your starting running back right before the playoffs. So it's definitely a good pickup for what we have available. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. If if I had the entire list in front of me, Ty Johnson wouldn't even like flicker on my radar. Well, the cool but, thing about what we're doing now is that we are um, basically picking off the waiver wire of what's most likely available in your league. And this is kind of telling of what you should be using your wire for, even if like you already have your waivers passed this week. It's something to keep an eye out for of the potential. Oh, 100%. If someone's targeting McKissick, they may overlook Ty Johnson, and that's a mistake because Ty Johnson's getting the volume, and he should be their number one the rest of the year. Assuming, but it's the Jets, so. Well, yeah, I know. Well, don't, I don't even want to. Is uh, P. Ryan supposed to come back at all? Um, to my knowledge, he's on IR. I don't know when he's eligible to come back. I believe they put him on recently, so I don't think he's supposed to be coming back anytime soon. He's either two weeks in or one weeks in from IR. I'd have to double check that. So he wouldn't even be available until a few weeks from now. So, okay. All right. Well, I feel even better with my Ty Johnson pick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you feel good about that. My JD McKissick feels great. Yeah. I was hoping to come out of this with McKissick and Johnson to really lock down my running backs. Cause that's one of my favorite strategies in drafts is to go RB RB right off the bat. Yeah. But with my next pick, I'm not going RB. Uh, I'm going Logan Thomas. Oh yeah. My dude. Here's why. In every league this year, everyone's realizing the true value of Travis Kelsey. Uh, You can rely on him every week, week in, week out. He's involved in the pass game from the start of the game to the finish. And that's Logan Thomas with Alex Smith. These two just have a very good connection. Uh, Thomas is always available because he's 6'10", 6'11". He's a huge man, and when you're that big, it's easy for a quarterback like Smith to find you on the field. So every week, he's getting around five-plus targets, and this week he had, what was it, nine, nine, nine catches? Nine, nine receptions, correct. Okay, so yeah. This is the volume you're not going to find with anyone else on this list at tight end, and I felt like at the other positions, there's kind of equal value from here on out, and at the tight end position, this was the clear number one to me, and yeah, Logan Thomas is my dude. No, that's a great pick. I mean, I've been known on the Skull Kings podcast as the president of Logan Thomas Fan Club. 
Well, <laughs> I'm always the highest like ranker on him constantly. It's done very well for me um, most weeks this year because he's a pretty solid um, floor with everything going on in the tight end landscape. I love what he's getting. This. He saw his most target share we've seen since week two of the season. That wasn't even with Alex Smith, but something to note. He's been usually receives around four to six targets a game, but his catch rate is so high on those targets. Um, last week 12, he went four for four. Um, week 10, went four for five. So um, definitely good pickup there and definitely someone you can roll with, especially going in this matchup this week. He's probably my most started tight end in my week 14 playoffs. Yeah, that's... Wow. I feel even better, man. You're just making me feel so good about my picks. I, I'm here to I make you feel good. CJ. This is exactly why I brought you on, bro. <laughs> just to make you feel good? Yeah, man. That... <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm, I'm here for you. That's, uh, that's what we're here for. All right. So why don't you make me feel bad and snipe one of my players with your second pick? So my second pick. So since you went tight end, I'm going to start uh, thinking about what positions you didn't take and kind of go that route. Someone I'm going to be aiming for is someone that I'm, I've been fading for most of the year, but he's coming on hot late, is a T.Y. Hilton. Oh. Rece- receiving 11 targets this past week and coming on at the right time, even though he usually be- goes off versus Houston. He's got great matchups the first two weeks of the fantasy um, playoffs, so he's definitely my uh, first wide receiver with what's available to us I want off the board. Mm. By your sigh, I see you, you sound excited. <laughs> this one hurts, man, because the whole day, the whole day, I'm not even joking you right now. I was like, should I go Thomas first or T.Y.? Thomas <laughs> or T.Y.? And then I'm looking at the tight ends, and it was a no-brainer to me. So I, I love this pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy when you left him for me. I was like, he's going to take T.Y., and I got to fade to my second option. It's going to be okay, but he's definitely the wide receiver I wanted to target. So thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> Yeah, well, no worries, man. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you said. Right. Sorry, the one thing about T.Y. I was just going to add on as well is I love his schedule the rest of the year. He gets the Raiders, Houston, and Pittsburgh. This You can exploit this 100%. Correct. Yeah. Who's your third pick? My third pick, I'm going to stay with the same position at wide receiver here. Um, someone that came on this week with the Will Fuller suspension is Kiki oh, Kuti. No, no. <laughs> Nine targets this past week. I'm a huge fan of looking at targets. Um, over a seven-yard um, average reception this week, which is the most he's ever seen in his career. And he's somehow played a full game finally. Um, mm-hmm. So he's someone I'm aiming for. His matchups are not great, but his volume is good enough. That I think he's going to be a solid floor. And definitely my uh, what I want in this format for a wide receiver too. Yeah, I would have liked that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like look at this week. Everyone was expecting it to be Coulter, like on Twitter for some reason. I don't even know why, but he's the biggest guy on the field, is why, and he's just that big body he can go to. But Kiki has shown it in the past to have that um, possession style. He just hasn't been healthy. Everybody's been on Kiki for years, it seems, and he's finally popped. <laughs> finally. Yeah, I mean, it only took what two years. Hopefully he stays. He had like a 16 reception game a few years ago, but he definitely has been wanting to stay healthy. Oh, man, I'm just like looking at my list. <laughs> Out of my top three, you've taken three. <laughs> so, like outside I'll do of my Lo- job. I'll outside of Logan job, Thomas. Man. Like Ty Johnson, I wanted for RB2. Yeah. I wanted McKissick as my one. I wanted Hilton and Kuti as my one and two wide receivers. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. CJ, you know your stuff, bro. You know your stuff. I'll give you I that. Try. So since you can't really take any more wide receivers, I guess you could if you wanted to. I, I got a flex, man. Don't don't say I can't. I know, I know, but I'm just going to, I don't know. I, I'm looking at the running backs, and I need a guy. And uh, all right, I'm going to go with Brian Hill from Atlanta. Oof. Yeah, he, 
I'm hearing bad things about Gurley's knee. Uh, like Atlanta's schedule, they get the Chargers, then the Bucks, then the Chiefs. I don't know. I need a running back. There's not much left to go on. Um, you can, yeah, you can have your pick with the rest of them, bro. I'm taking Brian Hill. I've seen him this year, and I, I think did Edo Smith get banged up this week too? Um, they just cycle through a lot. I mean, um, I can kind of kind talk about this a little bit more as I was looking into Gurley more recently with the, some of the news coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much only going to be used on third down and goal line position. So for this style, I do like uh, Brian Hill because of that idea of he's going to be between the 20s guy and getting the first and second down looks. I think Edo Smith was just a pop that he had. Brian Hill's been shown to be the better running back of that backfield. Um, but Gurley's going to be the third down and goal line guy. It's pretty much what they've come out and said because they want to limit his use of his knee. And they have a middle-of-the-road uh, playoff matchup for running back, so it's a solid pick. Yeah, that's exactly—I targeted him for those receptions. The rest of the list, not many of these guys are going to get any. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I mean, you can pick next, but you got Frank Gore, maybe, Jeff Wilson, Gus Edwards, Philip Lindsay. None of these guys are, are receiving backs. And yeah. that was what—that was one thing that put Brian Hill at the top of my list, was, was that ability. Yeah. Um, but I get the swing pick, bro. So hold your horses. Let's <laughs> see what you got. Okay, so I better get a wide receiver so you don't steal all three of the best ones. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> Michael Gallup. Okay. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is I feel like him and Dalton are actually building a nice little repertoire over here. Uh, he's been getting a lot of targets the last couple weeks. Uh, so he's under 50% owned because people who owned him earlier in the year moved on. Uh, he shouldn't even be under 50% owned, but I'm trying to take advantage of that, and that's why I'm taking him at this spot. And I don't want you to have Hilton, Kuti, and Gallup on the same team and me not. So yeah. that was one of the main factors as well. No, Gallup is a great pick. Um, right, I really like his game. Um, and he's definitely someone that can go up and down in targets, unfortunately, but he definitely has one of the better, good matchups coming up. Um, someone to kind of look around there. Yeah, I'm looking at this Bengals matchup this week. That was the number one thing that I was like, I want this. It's the revenge game for Dalton. He, I think Gallup's his favorite wide receiver from what I can see. Uh, who really knows, though? Like you said, this Dallas offense is a mixed bag. No, 100%. I mean, that's the biggest thing about this offense. It's kind of a little bit unpredictable. Like, I'm a huge fan of Amari Cooper, one of my favorite um, wide receivers I have in Dynasty and things like that. But he's definitely someone I can't even fully trust more than like a wide receiver too. Um, I think we were robbed this year, and kind of have to bring about Mark Cooper too much, but of a top eight finish of Amari Cooper with Dak being out, maybe even higher. Yeah, I'm being conservative, in my opinion, because like I don't want to come off as the Amari Cooper guy, but I kind of am. <laughs> but what? Okay, be real, CJ. What would be your real outcome for him? Like top eight? Yeah, that's conservative, but realistic. I mean, I had him when I think of my draft rankings as a wide receiver six. Okay, originally so going the season. Right. So I, I had him at the top end of a wide receiver one. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Him and Dak, too, are so good together. Uh, there, I couldn't pick him, though. He's way over 50%. Oh, yeah, so you, you got, you got, you got um, I mean, Gallup is a kind of like Amari Cooper light. They just have C.D. Lamb taking up some of the targets. Yeah, he kind of popped a little bit more this week than he did in previous weeks. I love C.D. Lamb. Except he's for that good. catch last week. Oh, my goodness. He is going to be, he's going to be something. 100%. Uh, in this league, this this wide receiver class this year is unfreaking believable. Mm-hmm. All right, 
CJ, who is your fourth pick? Oh, man, I've got some choices here. Do you? So, do, do I? <laughs> um, you do, you do. I like a lot of the guys still on my list. So I'm going to go with a matchup-based quarterback. So I'm going to bust out the quarterbacks. This is, gonna be, this is super flex. First, I'm actually going to take, this is a surprise people, Alex Smith. No way. Because he is the fifth best matchup of any quarterback in general. So I want to anchor my quarterback position with someone I know is going to be guaranteed points. With the matchups he has going through fourteen to sixteen, what do you? It sounds like you are. That was the exact him, I reason think? I was going to take him. Because <laughs> when you look at his game log, it's consistent. Yeah, and I like his weapons: Steven Sims, Cam Sims, Logan Thomas. I already mentioned. I would have liked it better if they had Gibson, um, but still, the matchup, his weapons, and the guy's heart. Oh yeah. my goodness! Getting, Did getting, you see his leg this week? Getting stomped blood? on in there, and then like playing through that. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, he's it. got some, he's got some of the best matchups. Like this week, he's got against the 49ers. You can't stop the um, pass no matter what. Then he has the Seahawks, um, and then he finishes off with the Panthers. Like mm-hmm. the worst matchup is the Panthers in Week 16, but there's definitely a beatable defense. Man, Washington could be in the thick of it. They could definitely be in the thick of it. He's he's one of my favorite um, quarterback twos right now for the playoff run in mm-hmm. dynasty leagues for like a super flex. So I've kind of picked him up for like random little throw in deals of like teams are out and I'm using them as like my anchor for some of my leagues that are like a little bit QB injured, like my DAC leagues and things like that. So he was on my radar before that. So, well, man, I gotta tell you, I like, this was such a good pick by you. Uh, the rest of these quarterbacks, not, I shouldn't say the rest of them. There's still some that I like, I'm not going to give it away, but the one thing I liked about Alex Smith more than the rest of them is he's never really dipped below 10. Yeah. And these other guys, you could be looking at three, four points, maybe. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Alex Smith, man. That's a good pick. Well, that's the thing about it, too. Um, that's why I'm, I wanted to bring up the dynasty aspect or like the anchor aspect of that one. He, you know he's going to be safe. If you have a really good roster, even in redraft, if you're playing a Superflex League and you have a really like strong skill position roster and your um, matchups don't look great for your QB2, he's someone you can, it's almost guaranteed on waivers even in Superflex, um he's potentially out there to be that guy to kind of just like throw and know you're getting 15 his ceiling might not be there but if you ever stacked like roster at skill positions he's definitely someone that can anchor your team yeah 100 percent uh i'm disappointed with this pick i really wanted him as my Superflex qb so i'm I not surprised like I'm hurting you with every pick though. i'm not surprised you took him bro like I, i'm not surprised and your next pick you get the back-to-back so why don't you just hit us with it? Break my heart, bro. Let's go. I don't think this is actually going to break your heart because I feel like I need to grab my second running back. Um, and someone I'm aiming for is just honestly solid volume. And again, it happens to be on the same exact team as I keep drafting from. It's Peyton Barber. Ooh. So he, I believe, received 14 carries last week. He's the goal line backs. And if I think the team is going to have a good matchup, I want the goal line back for that. Period. So I'm doubling up on my uh, Washington running backs with my Washington quarterback. Well, you're guaranteeing every point from the Washington backfield. <laughs> and with those matchups, I'm kind of like I'm banking on that. I mean, you might get a Logan Thomas touchdown, but I, I was I'm really that's why I'm really glad you took him because it yeah. takes away that temptation to take him. And I um I just again we're looking for volume a lot of times, especially in this one. And yeah. he's definitely someone that's going to receive volume. And he got the coach um, talking about it. He received, like I said, 14 carries last week, a 5.4 yards per carry. He's going to see the first and second down looks. He's going to see all the goal line work. So he has the best opportunity of available players to fall in the end zone. 
I can't deny that. It's that's what they wanted him for, I think. Um, they don't trust McKissick at all in the red zone, which I don't blame them. Gibson was supposed to be the guy, but he's out. So yeah, enter we, we we split Gibson into my two running back spots. Yeah, he these two combined equals Gibson. Yeah, I, actually, you know what? I wouldn't even put that I mean, on him because he's way better than Payton. He is, he is, but that's kind of the, the usage wise, at least. Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Gibson is great. I, I'm not. I I feel like we just insulted him, but yeah, I know. I know. That's why I just step in. I'm like, all, right, all right, all right. Yeah, and it's the thing with turf toe. It's gonna hobble him no matter what. And even when he's on the field, he's gonna he's not gonna look like himself. So I doubt he even gets run over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. And that's one injury that's always fickle. But, okay, brother, I have a question for you. What's up? How risky would it be to start multiple running backs in a super flex league that are basically under 5% owned? I mean, it I could be that risky. I don't know. Who's the other guy you're looking at? I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, I have no idea, but it's far too risky for me to do anything about it. <laughs> so I'm not even going down that route. I had to get my quarterback, man. I'm going with Phillip Rivers. Okay. Uh, the one thing about Rivers I like is his matchups. He's got Vegas, Houston, and Pitt. Uh, I'm really trying to attack those Vegas and Houston matchups. And with Pittsburgh, I mean, who knows? This guy, he's a fighter. He's not the most beautiful guy to watch throw the ball, to put it lightly. Uh, I don't know. I like his weapons, T.Y. Hilton. So now I get every point that you get from him. Uh, that was one of my main reasons to take him. And out of everyone that's left on the board, I feel I was going to go with Rivers and Alex Smith just for the safety of it. I almost went Rivers there with my second, but I went with Barber instead. <laughs> Bro, I'm so glad I just took Rivers because I almost did it. <laughs> but I was like, I gotta get him. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is with Rivers. You know what you're getting. It's a high probability the Colts are going to be in shootouts every week. They have a very high-octane offense. Um, with Jonathan Taylor actually receiving a bulk of the work now, I, I like them even more. Um, what do you think about Rivers? I think he's good for the first few weeks um, of the fantasy playoff. But I think, again, he's going to fall off right near the last week of that. But I think he's definitely, for what we have available to us, I keep bringing that up. Yeah. He's a great call, especially going into the, He's definitely a streamer you can use this week. Um, even in a one-quarterback league, he's definitely someone you can be looking forward to use this week. So I like that pickup. Obviously, I picked T.Y., so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta like the quarterback for it, too. Well, that's just it, man. You don't want a guy like um, Kevin Hinton throwing to your wide receivers. Um, especially the wide receiver that I'm taking next, and that's Tim Patrick. Uh, the reason I'm taking Tim Patrick is quite simple. He is my favorite wide receiver on Denver. Yes, Judy, amazing, whatever. I don't care. I like watching Tim Patrick play more. Um, it may be bold, sure. Uh, the reason I like him is I feel like he offers more fight than Judy does, just from film I've seen. Um, Judy seems to be target number one for the defense. Maybe that's why he's always bottled up. I'm not sure. I just noticed Tim Patrick more on film than Judy, and he's my guy on Denver. And Jerry Judy's way over 50%, so I couldn't even think about him. Um, what do you think about Tim Patrick, CJ? So, did you know I live in Denver? I'm just curious about, on that side note. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> so, I live in Denver, so I, and I, I, I pay attention a lot to Broncos for that reason. I'm a huge—Tim Patrick's game is so solid. He's like right? a super—he's like a super safe— 
wide receiver and like um some of my 12 team leads he's been like my second flex all season just kind of throwing him in and i've been ranking him higher than judy almost every week and i love jerry judy as a prospect i love everything about him but it's the way they use patrick and the mm-hmm. way he's just sure-handed that he's such a solid play like you're not gonna honestly you're not gonna see too many big boom weeks unless he catches a touchdown or two yeah. but like he's just safe like honestly it, that sorry yeah. i was gonna say and that's what he's been doing is catching touchdowns yeah so if he's someone you can rely on for at least like two to four receptions, decent yardage, and you're going to definitely get um, potential of any touchdown that Drew Locke's going to be throwing. And, and that grab he got this past weekend was money. So, oh, bro, the highlight reel. He yeah. uh, that's amazing actually that you say that, and I'm glad to hear you say it because you're the guy at the fantasy pros, and I'm the guy just watching film, picking my favorite guys trying to work here for the fantasy insiders you know what i'm saying so to have your inside knowledge and say that it just confirms what i see on film it just looks like if if you didn't know who patrick and judy were and i said which one of these guys has the higher uh, uh draft pedigree you would immediately say tim patrick i wouldn't go that far but i would produ- <laughs> Production-wise, I definitely see, and usage-wise, just because he's been in the offense for longer, I think it's definitely. And Judy's been beat up. I'm a huge fan of Jerry Judy. I'm a huge fan of his route running, um, but I can see definitely. I'm wondering what he's going to do next year because he's a restricted free agent going next year. And Sutton comes back. Um, what they're going to do with Patrick? Because they still have KJ Hamler as well as, yeah, a, like, as a really good slot. So. And Noah Fant. Yeah, Noah Fant, Albert O, which is a great um, pass-catching tight end. So they've got a lot of good like. A lot of solid weapons. If only they had a quarterback that was happy. I was just going to say, what do you think about Drew Law? Oh, he's hot garbage. But <laughs> what, you don't like his dance moves? His his dance moves are the best thing about him, but I'm not a fan. I'm not, I don't get fancy points for dance moves. And when I'm it's not, not even that good of a dance, what do we really have here? <laughs> I'm not in a points per white guy dance move league, okay? That's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not the leagues I play in. <laughs> I feel like I am, actually. <laughs> not even joking. I'm not even trying right. to shout that out. CJ, let's hear what you got next, bro. Who is your next pick? Oh, this is gonna, this is where it gets really tough for me because I'm between two guys on the same team. Can I, so, before you even say it, can I guess who they are? Yeah, go for it. Rashad Perryman and Denzel Mims? Correct. You're 100% correct. So I, I'm like really trying to figure out who I want more out of those two with this. So that's my biggest dilemma is I think... I'm going to go with, with the way my team is structured. Mm-hmm. The guy with the higher A dot, I'm going to go with Rashad Perriman. Okay. He's getting the deeper target range, and I'm getting, I have a lot of possession guys. So I think he's the one I'm going to lean towards in this situation for the that reason. Run, the home run threat, eh? Home run threat. He's got a decent floor, but um, I feel like to win a league, you need someone like that, and you need to like, have like, you can't have all floor. And I've got a lot of floor on this team. So yeah. that's something I'm looking for with that. So that's why I'm going to go with Perriman here. Over Mims, even though I think Mims is a superior talent, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, but 100%. it's not, it's not always about the talent; it's all about usage as well. I'm pretty sure I said that Denzel Mims was the next Calvin Johnson on a podcast. Can't I'm pretty sure you need to calm down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I do like Mims. Is great. Behind it, CJ. There was a reason behind it. It was because <laughs> when I watched him. All the quarterback had to do was throw it in a circle, and he fought for it and caught everything that was thrown his way. And he's got the size, and he's not celebrating like an idiot. He's just—he's a baller. He just knows he's good, and he plays good. And I liked that demeanor about him. And I just—I saw a lot of 
Megatron in him way more than people say about DK because DK and Calvin Johnson are completely different personalities. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Cal- there's never going to be another Calvin Johnson. No, let's just ever. Let's just put let's just put that out there in the world before like we get too much out there. But um, I think just having I think it's the idea of Calvin Johnson is a presence on the field, mm-hmm. and very few receivers have had that presence on the field. Besides, let's say Julio Jones is someone that had like that presence in his like peak. Yeah, and, Hopkins. and things like that. And I think DK honestly not to bring out DK too much, but I think DK can get there. He just isn't sure-handed enough, in my opinion. Um, because he is the most frustrating and exciting player to watch in the NFL. But to bring it back about Mims, I think Mims is one of my favorite dynasty buys going in here because his um price is already down, but he's definitely in the con uh, content of probably a top eight rookie wide receiver and in this class that means a lot well i mean this class was probably i might go on record and say the best wide receiver class in the history of the nfl that's arguable with the um, odell evans class but it's definitely been the best class since then yeah we gotta see how the we gotta see how the careers pan out but i could definitely see that happening Mm -hmm. if only all these players had better quarterbacks It's, but it's also crazy how like they've the, the, that's where they end up because the quarterback usually plays poorly and then they have to grow from there, yeah. And they miss out on that one. Like the only one that really went to a great position before he got hurt was CD, and we saw him doing well in the early season. But wide receivers take a little while to come on typically, but I'm excited for that. And like I said, when wins gets Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball, that's all we oh. need. Oh, you think that's what's gonna happen? I mean, I can't see them holding on to Darnold by any means. Um, I think they're gonna try to trade him to like a team like. Um, Indianapolis, where Rivers is probably not going to go back to, mm. or um, maybe a Pittsburgh who needs a backup for someone to be after uh, Ben retires, something like that. What about Washington? Washington could be an option as well, but um, yeah, all those teams are going to have available for that. It just depends who wants to pay for it. I'm not sure what the price is going to be, but there's I don't think there's any way they're not they're going to get the 101 that they can't take Lawrence. He's going to be one of the best talents. We've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I agree. Fields is good too. No, Fields is great. Like it were, um, but I think Fields is going to be better for fantasy than real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to make him fall down the draft board. But he's probably going to be the second pick off the board. So it's not like we're like saying too much about it. <laughs> yeah. No. Hundred percent. We're not and like. Awesome. I was going to say they're both going one two. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If you play in a superflex dynasty league, they're going one and two every time. So I might even trade everything I have to get both of those picks. I mean, if you find someone that will do that for you, go for it. But I doubt. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm trying. The wheels are turning my head. I'm like, I don't even know what my first offer would be. Yes, it'd be everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deal that came on my table this year that I don't even want to get into, but I regret it. It was along the lines of Justin Herbert for like Wentz in a second. Justin Herbert went and said, yeah, that would have been great for you. But this this was at the beginning of the season when Tyrod oh. Taylor was I mean, Herbert had a lot of knocks against him early on. So I don't blame anybody for not like jumping on the Herbert train. Um, because like, his draft uh, profile wasn't like they were worried about his ability to handle pressure. They were about so many different things with him. Um, so I don't blame you. For, but the second I saw him play, that should have been your like go by right now. Because mm-hmm. he's looked great. And 
unfortunately he cut his hair which like killed all of his power because he's been terrible the past yeah weeks, but what is with that man it's like it's, ben intendi on the red Sox. It, it's it's the samson effect man the second he cut his hair it's like <laughs> he, he looked 12 played like he's 12 you know i'm always gonna think of samson now when i think of justin herbert for some reason <laughs> there you go I all right I was, oh, yeah. I was also going to say, can you remember back to that game after the Chiefs? And they're like, so, Anthony Lynn, uh, what would you think of Herbert? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Taylor's still our quarterback next week. Do you remember that? It, it was respect for Tyrod. I think um, – and he deserves that. Yeah, all right. An opinion for me, but – That yeah. veteran respect. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, anyways, why don't we move on to round seven? Who's your seventh round pick? This is actually my hardest pick on who I want to go with. It's going to be a quarterback. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Okay. He is, with the matchup-wise, he's got, he's got a middle-of-the-pack matchup. This first week is not good, but after that it gets better um, with that one. And he's coming off one of his best games of his career by far. And the way he's played actually better since Odell has been injured because I think he's calmer in the pocket. So he's the quarterback I want to put with, um, Alex Smith out of what we have available there. So okay. that's who I'm going with. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> Most people are probably looking at that in a super flex right now. Yeah. It's, it's just a tough first week, but a yeah. lot, a lot of these quarterbacks have a tough first week available to them. Um, but even Baltimore has been able to be scored on because it's going to be a scoring game there. And I think it's, and he can always like send one to the house or get a volume play. And we've seen him in bad matchups play well, too. Even though he hasn't been great for his total career, he has that in him. So that's who I'm going to put with my uh, QB2. I like it. That's a good pick. Uh, the reason I didn't want Baker is because I have Rivers. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to go down that road with both of them. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what you no, wanted? No, well, you know what it is. It's just uh, I don't trust either one fully. Mm. Uh, I only wanted to go with one that are kind of like them. Whereas yeah. like we are maybe getting fifteen to 20, 20 points out of them, but that you could also get less. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've seen Baker at his peak and we've seen him at his floor. Well, not, not I wouldn't even call it his floor. I'd just say his lowest. We've yeah. seen some bad games from Baker Mayfield. Well, that's why I want to take Alex Smith first. I don't want to give you the opportunity to um, have that safe guy. I want yeah. to be like, this is the first quarterback I'm taking. Put it on the anchor, and then I'll wait to see who you were taking at your quarterbacks to see who was left. And you left me almost all of them but Rivers, so that was kind of nice of you. I think you're, you're going to be surprised by my, my quarterback selection. I'm intrigued. Um, so I'm, let's hear it. I'm going with Nick Mullins. Okay. Mullins is going to be my super flex QB, and basically this is about matchups again. Um, he gets Washington football team, then he gets the Cowboys, and then week 17 he gets Arizona. All of these matchups, to me... I feel like are good enough for him to produce. Uh, I feel like since he's taken over for Jimmy G after he was hurt, he's done nothing but be exactly what you would want um, out of a guy like this around 15 points every week. He's got good targets around him with guys like Debo Samuel and, and Brandon Ayuk and Jordan Reed. Uh, I even like his run game. Uh, I don't know. Mullins to me, when I was looking at this list, I could have gone with Tua. I could have gone, um, with with Sam Darnold, like you got the guy you just mentioned, or even the guy like Mitch Trubisky, who has a decent schedule. But I don't know. Just I, I have Mullins in one of my um, on my dynasty team, and and he's been okay. And I'll take him. Yeah. What do you think about Mullins? 
Mullins is a really good pick there. Um, if you're looking at the combined, so I don't know if you did this, but I know I did this. I did the combined average of like what their fantasy points allowed they're facing against, and kind of like skewed that with um what they have uh, as a quarterback with the points per game. And Mullins and Baker came back to back in their 14 through 16 projection, so they were um middle of the pack in both. And then when you go to 15 to 16 on my sheet. Um, Baker was nine and was ninth overall between all quarterbacks, and Mullins was eleventh. So they're both top twelve mm. past this week, um, in terms of matchups. So that's why ultimately Mullins was on my radar, but you left me Baker, who was slightly higher on my sheet. So yeah, and you know what? If you didn't take Baker, though, I probably would have thought more about taking him. Yeah, it's just I had a feeling you were going to take it because there's only so many guys we could take. Like I knew there's surprisingly sure a lot of guys bad. though between two of us. So that's why I didn't have to go reach too early with that one. Cause there's still like Teddy Bridgewater. There's Tua. there's Derek Carr's right at 50%. That's available to us. But yeah. I, I wasn't sure about Derek Carr. Um, I don't know. I, it, I had to trade for him in a dynasty league. Cause my quarterbacks were Wentz and Hertz as my QB two, mm. And I could not roll into week 14, not knowing who, like if they're going to play a full game. I'm curious, CJ, what do you think about his matchup versus the Colts this week? I don't think it's great. On yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my um, quarterback full projections tonight, but um, yeah, the Colts usually let me look at them in my Indianapolis Colts. Da, da, da. Perfect. They're they're averaging about three points under for the past five weeks to quarterbacks based on their average. So he's probably going to be around a 15, 12 to 15 point guy because he's averaging about 18 to 19 fantasy points at, on the peak. Mm-hmm. Um, because last week bumped him up a lot. If you take out last week, it's a much different number. But last week's big performance pulled him out. So I, I'd probably reject him. If I, if I don't have I'm just guesstimating. Probably around 16, 17 points at most. So I'm not happy, but it's someone that um, I'm rolling with because I would rather do that than playing Jalen Hurts on his first start ever. Yeah, I didn't even think about him. I didn't even well, not that I didn't think about Hurts. I mean, I didn't even think about drafting Hurts. Yeah, it's someone like that, like Trubisky. I don't know if he's gonna play off. We're we're drafting for fourteen through sixteen is what our like head to head what we're doing right now. And I can't put a guy in that I don't know is gonna be starting all three weeks because I can't put a, I can't put a donut in my roster. Yeah, no, 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 no. We cannot in a two man league. You can't get a zero. <laughs> um. Okay. So for my last pick, bro. I went with Alan Lazard um, from Green Bay. And reason being, I'm targeting that Lions matchup. Uh, He always shreds the Lions. I know this for a fact because I watch it every year. Uh, Yes, he's only been in, played them twice, I think, but both games he's been successful against them. The one where he had like almost 140 yards, I think. Uh, Long story short, he's passed MVS on on the depth chart. He's the number two. If anything happens to Devontae Adams over the next three games, he's the number one. Um, I like his matchups. He gets Detroit, like I was mentioning. Then he gets the Panthers, and then he gets the Titans in the final. Uh, I could see that last game being a high-scoring game. And for that, you want to own pieces in that game. And Alan Lazard, to me, um, I don't know. I feel like he's a perfect flex in this sort of league because... The same reason you're taking Perryman is why I'm taking Lazard for that big home run play. No, that's a that's a great pick. I'm a huge fan of Alan Lazard. He's probably one of my most owned dynasty um, players. I had him on taxi squad since he was a rookie and he was like practice squad. So I've liked him like I liked this tape originally wow. as well as that big bodied guy. Um, he was like my last pick in every rookie draft that year and just kind of sat on him. But um, anyway, that's besides that. 
No, I think he's the number two in a high-scoring offense. They have a very strong um, schedule coming up that mm-hmm. I really like. The Jets were a little bit higher in the schedule, so I wanted them. But again, it's that same idea of what we did with uh, Baker versus Mullins and um, Perriman versus Lazard. Yeah, it's uh, I took the what I perceive as the number one home run threat in a better matchup. You took the number two play in a slightly worse matchup, but a better offense. So it's similar ideas. I could see them both finishing about the same. And I like Lazard a lot as a player. Perfect. I love to hear you say that, man. Just another guy to help me beat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you tell us who your last pick CJ was and why? So I'm really glad you went with the Green Bay player. So I can bring up the, this way to it. I'm going with Robert Tunyon. Okay. Um, his first matchup is, again, versus Detroit like we talked about. Which is normally a bad matchup for tight ends because they don't throw it all, but they don't treat Tunyon as a tight end. They treat him yeah. as a wide receiver. His blocking percentage is very low. He's been solid all season, similar to how um, Logan Thomas was um, always available. So is Robert Tunyon for the majority of it. But that week 15 and 16, he has the fourth highest um, matchup of any tight end in the league. So I think he's a league-winning tight end if you have a buy. And I brought that up in an article I wrote recently mm-hmm. um, for that one. So when you picked Logan Thomas early, I knew I was not taking a tight end until my last pick because there's no way you're flexing a tight end. No, definitely so like, not. So I was like, I was letting you decide which tight end I got because it was I was between Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon. Like I didn't care which one I got mm-hmm. out of the list we have available, but I know I wanted one of them. So I'm really glad that you like let that fall. I also knew I had the last pick, so I knew I was getting one regardless, but. I think his, his week 15 and 16 are a league winner. His week 14 is good because he plays like wide receiver. Yeah. What do you think of him? Okay, so before I jump into him, his ownership must have went up the last day because he's up to 78% owned. Oh, it must have went up. It was, when I looked at this earlier today, he was definitely not that high. Yeah, I can pick someone else, too. He was, added, he was added 2,500 times today. Okay, well, I looked at this morning when we did okay. this, but well, I can pick somebody else if you need me to really quick because I just had screenshots from this morning. So. Yep, and how about you take, uh, like, Jordan Reed or Cole Komet or Dustin Knox? Yeah, I mean, I could take one of those guys, definitely. Go on through, let me just look at this. Tyler I, Eifert, maybe? I'm taking this on the fly. Let me look at my matchups really fast. Hold on. Don't so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cheat. That's okay. The system. I was, when I did it this morning, they were <laughs> available okay. to me. Uh, <laughs> All right, so but while you're making your last pick, I'll just recap yeah. my team. Um, so, my quarterback is Phillip Rivers. My wide receiver one is... Gallup. My wide receiver two is Tim Patrick. My uh, running back one is Ty Johnson. Uh, RB two, Brian Hill. Uh, my tight end is Logan Thomas. My flex is Alan Lazard. And my super flex is Nick Mullins. Or is it Nate Mullins? Um, I think, I it's, think Nick. It, it's Nick Mullins. Yeah, if you... Definitely Nick Mullins. <laughs> no. But oh. anyway, so... That's my team. It's bottom of the barrel, like we were saying. Shout out to Chris Robin. He does great work. Uh, so let's hear who your bottom of the barrel tight end is to finish my, out your squad. My bottom barrel tight end is going back to that um, Indy Well at 46% of the current, now that I've updated it here, um, Trey Burton. Yeah, he's, I was looking at him too. Yeah, he's definitely the one targeting out. He was my third on my list, and I wanted to just double-check the matchups for it. Like, Try to go a little bit off the rails because the Colts yeah, is a good option. I just don't like any of their matchups going forward because we're looking at um, with that. So I didn't like the. So he's definitely one. He also gets goal line carries yeah. um, periodically throughout. So he's definitely a touchdown play. And that's what you're aiming for with the tight end position. So because everybody got smart this week and finally added Robert Tunyon, 
I'm going to go with Trey Burton as my okay. finish it off. I love that you say that because I don't understand why he wasn't more owned. He was clearly the number one tight end in Green Bay all season. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he missed the first three games. They kind of like always had, they had that stigma about him. Yeah. But the way they use him is actually the most creative of any position they have. And Philip Rivers always loved his tight end. Mm-hmm. So he's oh, definitely... Bro, I think I did three weeks in a row where I recommended a different Colts tight end. <laughs> <laughs> but I was all over Mo Cox. I liked his basketball background because everyone who's a tight end should play basketball first, I guess. But... <laughs> No, it's for the whole reason about Philip Rivers. Um, the one thing I also like about you taking Trey Burton is that I own Rivers. So that's another plus for me, bro. I mean, it's a plus for you, but it's more of a balancing out. Your upside is now capped. That's um, true. With most of your touchdowns now. You don't with you not having a receiver and those so are the two Z- biggest. I need Zach Pascal to get a lot and Pittman and yeah. Ali Cox. <laughs> yeah, so you need some of that to happen. So you you need all rushing touchdowns. That's what you need. All right. I wouldn't be mad about Jonathan Taylor going nuts. I have him on a lot of teams. I actually sold my last Jonathan Taylor share because I needed to push for the um, one of my dynasty playoffs. And I, I used it in a package to get Nick Chubb. So not no. too upset. No, definitely <laughs> not. I had so, to pay up. Oh, oh wow. I was just going to say, in, like I mentioned earlier with Dak in every league, I had Nick Chubb in every league as well. Those were my two guys this year that I was getting no matter what. Um, See, I, I was the cream hunt guy because I was just taking the cheaper so I have a lot of cream hunt, which isn't panning out too well right now, but it worked well early on. He was cheaper in most leagues, but in my home league, he went two picks after Nick Chubb. Well, that's insane. That means Chubb over, went yeah, he, yeah, he went over Aaron Jones. He went over uh, Miles Sanders. Like He went over Derrick Henry, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the guy reached a lot to grab him just so I couldn't have him. But whatever, man. This was an amazing episode. I have my little cousin doing up a graphic for us. Um, with both of our teams, so we can watch them. I'll update it every week, actually. Uh, and this is going to be sweet. I can't wait to see how we did. The, yeah, that bottom barrel, draft, see how this goes. And these, yeah. again, these are guys you can pick up on waivers. I mean, especially like when I talked about my tight end was already picked up by a lot of places, so hopefully you're quicker than everybody else in your leagues to grab him. But um, there's definitely still good options available to get you through um, there to – you got injury hurt or just in a deep league, there's there's stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my team would have looked way better with T.Y. Hilton on it. <laughs> it sounds like you should have picked him. You had the yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You had the yeah. shot, man. Whatever. We're just going to see Rivers. Uh, this is going to be the Rivers and Mo Cox show from here on out, man. And, 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 the Pitt, and the Pittman breakout incoming. Yep. Pittman season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to be watching that more intently now. I was like, who he passes it to. <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna be good. I'm I'm more nervous about this league than any of my money leagues right now. <laughs> I can't lose a two man league, man. My street cred would be gone. You got a fifty fifty shot, so Hey, you're saying there's a chance, CJ. You're I like You're saying there's a chance. Yeah, man. Dumb and Dumber, one of my all time favorite movies. My favorite uh, gift is about sending that to people whenever they're like, I need like to win, them to lose, and I outscored them by hundred and ten points. I'm like so yeah, you're saying yesterday was wild, bro. I needed Baltimore not to score more than six, but not to get less than five points. <laughs> I needed, uh, what was it? Uh, marking to score under four points. I got 3.9. I was like, success. I won by yeah. point one. Man, I tweeted it today, but I missed out on the playoffs by point two zero. Oof. That's a tackle assist in this league. Yeah. It's because it's IDP. But anyways, this, this episode has been unreal, bro. Um, 
we talked a lot about strategy before we ju- jumped into the actual draft, which you guys are going to enjoy. I promise you that. Um, we got to peek into CJ's mind a little bit, and man, I learned a ton. So I appreciate you, CJ, for coming yeah, on. Your secret recording me as we're just chatting, man. But doing <laughs> all my stuff, but it's all good. That's why. That's why I do this for. Um, I'm really glad you did record that. So I'm really glad. I could, hopefully, this helps you with uh, how I think about the game and um, helps you win some leagues this year, next year, and just broaden your mind with it. Yeah, I love that buddy buddy system you were talking about. I'm definitely going to be using that. That's my that's my uh, super flex strat when you're like eye in the field and playing off what they're doing. I mean, you should patent it. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to work. I need to trademark that now. So. <laughs> well, everyone heard it here first on the Fantasy Insiders. <laughs> so I appreciate you giving us that sort of uh, leverage on everyone else. <laughs> got you. I got you. Oh, um, no, man. Honestly, I can't thank you enough, CJ. Uh, I hope you save some of your Christmas money so that you can buy a box of tissues for when the playoffs are over and you're crying because I've beaten you. I mean, I'll just use a, I'll just use a bunch of my uh, Dynasty money to buy some Premier gold-plated tissues whenever I get bodied in this. <laughs> Three-ply? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, honestly, bro. Oh, honestly, this has been amazing. And uh, everyone can go follow CJ on Twitter at KidFlashFF1. That's Kid, like Jason Kidd. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at John underscore Stully. That's S-T-U-L-L-Y. Uh, check out our podcast on Twitter, too. This is where the episode is going to be released. Uh, it's at one fantasy insider. That's the number one. And yeah, again, CJ, you're the man. Thanks for coming on, brother. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to talk about when we're done with this, see how it went down. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. And remember, at this stage of the game, start your studs. Trust your gut. It's not the time to get cute. Uh, if you need some help with your rankings, I suggest going to find CJ on Twitter, go to his rankings because yeah, I mean, he was top four or he was the number one in week four and that's unreal. So congrats on that, bro. Uh, congrats on my DMs are always open y'all. If uh, my DMs are always open, if you want to reach out to me. Um, I can always help you guys out to figure out what you need. Cause uh, I want, I want you to win some ships. I want to win some ships. That's what we play for. So you know, 100%. 100%, man. I said that out of pod the other week uh, when I was doing a baseball one. I said, the whole object is to win, people. Why are we making this difficult? Just win. Who cares? <laughs> Just go out there and win, man. That's all I got to say. That's what I'm going to wrap up with. Just go win. All right, cool. CJ. Have a good night, brother. You too, man. Welcome to the second half of the podcast. In this portion, we get some unfiltered draft strategies with the one and only CJ Curls. Thanks again for listening. What they do is they they sell for too little, mm-hmm. or they um, or their first round, or they're buying for too much. So it's like I've got like I look at historical data for how much I value a first round rookie pick. In a startup, which I won't, I won't pay straight up a pick unless it's like an eighth round. Mm-hmm. But I'll move back and move around for stuff. But like a lot of people are selling like their third round pick for rookies, that are like fifth round picks, and I'm like, like oh, and they, by the time it gets to that, yeah, I would much rather have this guy that's sitting right there mm-hmm. than a random first. So I always like, I always like blind buy. It's like an eighth at the earliest that someone's pushing me, and like it's so interesting what people value picks are in startups. Like it can, it varies from draft to draft, which is like my favorite part of the trading. This guy so, accepted a second round from this year that just passed, and then next year, so 2021, uh, for his first. 
And with his second, he took Cam Sims, and then he dropped him, and then I picked uh-huh. him up. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, like what an idiot. Okay. Okay. You need to play in better leagues. <laughs> this is the same league I was telling you about, that Dynasty League. Like, yeah. I need I need a new Dynasty, man. It's Dude, so I, I honestly hate 10 teams. I don't have a single 10-team league for it's that so reason. It's so much harder. It's it's not even that's harder. It's it's I think it's so much more luck based because you're kind of forced to that's play the harder, yeah. the top level. You're kind of uh, you're kind of at mercy of like what the top players do versus trying to find those gems. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like annoying because like all this work in Dynasty is like digging deep and finding the gems and like using them, and a ten teamer is like Starball. It's true. So that's why it's harder in my opinion because and. Because of that luck factor, it doesn't matter how smart you are. Yeah, like that's that, ridiculous. So that, that, guys dropped my um, guys dropped Miles Sanders in this league, not this dynasty league, but in a yeah. redraft league I was in. And I'm like, I can't even deal with this. So my attention just went to my other leagues. I can't even fathom what you're doing right now. Like, bro, <laughs> that okay? So I made playoffs four out of five leagues, and that league is the one I didn't make it. Yeah, and that that was a league where a guy dropped um, James Conner. After after that first week, and he picked up Benny Snell. I can't even. I know, and I'm and then the guy that was that had the first overall pick spent his entire fab and got him. Oh well, yeah, that's that's what you do. Something Which like I, I didn't even blame the guy. I would have yeah. done the same thing. I yeah. I I went a Just different route because um, I I liked my team out of the draft, so I didn't feel like I needed Connor. Yeah. And I didn't want to spend all my fab the first day, <laughs> so. Oh, like one of my redrafts, I lost like my first, second round picks. I mean, like deep dive. My whole bench is literally like all the handcuffs throughout the year that I've gotten. Like people have got like Geo. I was running through like everyone with a handcuff that like um, I ran Snell and I'm in the playoffs. But like Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams have been saving me all year. Yeah. Oh, bro. I made a huge trade this year. I traded Kenyon Drake for Devontae Adams when he was hurt. People just shouldn't do that. He'd he'd he sent it to me. Yeah, it's it's well, it's again that's that you find he's from he's owners. from Georgia, so he's like I went to high school down the road from him. I'm like, that's cool. I I all I know uh, Richie James is my from my hometown. I'm not drafting him. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you say I listened to your one pod that you know James Winston or people that know him? Um, I went. I have friends that went to college with him, so like I've like got so many stories. Oh that dude God. that I've heard, he's imagine. just like the amount of stuff he'll like yell like obscenities in the middle of like a lecture just seem funny. Like the amount of stories I've heard about that kid, it's just like he wild. seems like that type. Yeah, he would. Yeah, exactly. uh, there's a documentary on him, or there was at least on Netflix. Is there? That, I would watch that. Yeah, it was bad, man. This chick, <laughs> this chick, like tried to take him to court, and then because of who he is, the case got dropped. Yeah, that's the one that happened. Yeah, that um, Uber case, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, the whole the whole story. So like, I'm not picking sides. I would never pick sides in these yeah. things because you never know, right? But I don't know. It's hard not to believe her. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It's, I mean, yeah. Uh, there's there's some. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I don't even want to get into it because yeah. it is what it is. The guy, what else do you want to say about him that hasn't been already said on the news or yeah. wherever and fake news or real news? It doesn't matter to even be in that sort of 
limelight, you had to have been close to being a scumbag yeah, or, some, you, or something along those lines. So To put yourself in that scenario, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I don't even want to talk about him. <laughs> what, whatever. We don't need to. He's, he's back up to, to taste in hell. I know. I remember that week when everyone was like, oh, yeah, Jameis, this and that, this and that. And I did an article and I was like, no. I was like, Taysom Hill is the home run play of the week. Everyone's chasing Jamie's. Grab Taysom Hill. Yeah. And sure enough, look what happened. I'm sure you, you did the same thing, though. You were probably all over Taysom. I mean, I have Taysom Hill everywhere just because he was always my deepest dive in all my super flex leagues. Because mm-hmm. um, the way I run my, like, if I go like a buddy system is what I call it. Like, if everyone goes heavy QB and I'm seeing that draft board. I run the buddy system. I look at the bye weeks and I aim for two quarterbacks that have the same bye. And then I grab a guy like Taysom Hill. So on that bye week, I, I just throw Taysom Hill in the quarterback spot and just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So like I own him everywhere because everywhere I did a buddy system or if he was deep enough, I have him. So like I just had him. I like that. So like I would have like there's this year, a lot of it was targeting like week 10 was really good. Cause it was like Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, week eight was really good because you had Drew Locke and Lamar Jackson. So you can go early late. Um, you look for the week that has the most buys, and you just aim for two of those quarterbacks, and then you just grab skills guys around yeah. where you think they're going to go. And while because... everyone else is fighting for the quarterbacks, and then you grab like a Taysom Hill, because so you're only punting one week. Yeah, I was just going to say, and everyone's going to be in the same boat as you, so it's not even like a big deal at all. That's going to be everyone's bad week. But it could be because that's where the most buys are. So that's what mm-hmm. you're aiming for. So that's like that's my buddy system like strategy. It. If I, and I I don't go into doing that i just watch the board if everyone goes like such heavy quarterback and there's guys like that shouldn't be drafted in the second round drafting the second round because they're afraid of quarterback runs yeah i just i just shift and pivot and that's just like one of my favorite um option b strategies. So, so i'll usually go early quarterback with a long bye week so like this year it was like obviously like mahomes dak anything like that dak mm-hmm. didn't work out by injury but like that was the idea i had dak everywhere he was my buy. He was my biggest buy in the offseason. I had him everywhere, brother. Like, when he went down, my heart dropped out of my body pretty oh, much. Dude, because it was rough. It, I had nothing to back him up. Like, you can't replace Dak Prescott. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, uh, luckily, I had a lot of Tannehill, too, so I've been pretty set up with that. I had him, like, I had him off waivers everywhere I last a, year. I have him a lot, too, yeah. He was, oh, he was, he was free last year. I got, yeah, I got him for free this year, too. The guy dropped him in a couple of leagues. I mean, he got dropped early on. Oh, uh, yeah. But I was the, my main target at quarterback this year was Newton because he was so cheap, and you know that he is like the only goal line back on that team. So it was like a lock. I ended up with a lot of Dak and Kyler in my like redraft. That was my majority of my leagues because they fell to the sweet spot of where I thought like it's worth it to take a quarterback. So it wasn't early, it wasn't late, and then I still had that positional advantage. Over yeah, a lot of people. That's kind of like I, where I took Josh Allen last year. I had a lot of Josh Allen last year. Yeah, same. same. I, I had Josh Allen and Kyler on every team. Yeah. Because they were cheap. They were, like, basically free. Yeah. Everyone was chasing Lamar, and I'm like, you guys, uh, these guys are just as good. Yeah. Even, even Russell Wilson was cheap last year. He was the one I regret not going hard after this year because— I mean, he's been kind of booty lately, so, I mean, he's doing his usual Russ thing. He's been doing better than Dak. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, you I know what you mean, bro. I know what you mean. I I, <laughs> I don't own him anywhere. Thankfully, because of that, I I never really fully trust Russ. That's I mean, he I on him. he fell to so much value in Dynasty redraft, uh, Dynasty startups last year. I was getting him in like the late second, early third, for, near the um 
close to the start of the season because he would just always fall there for some reason because he was like everyone's um in superflex like i snagged him every time in that mm-hmm. turn so he's probably like and he's gonna do great this week in week 14 yeah. he's like whoever has him made the playoffs is probably gonna win this week off that matchup i wouldn't be surprised i mean chasing the jets so it's like free oh man i know free money <laughs> anyone who's facing the jets is free money unless you're a running back Unless you're Devontae Booker, <laughs> no, every no every running back has been terrible versus them. If you go, they have they like they literally have not allowed a running back to have 100 total yards since week six. And who was it? That it was over? Gaskin. Wow, that's the last Revenge running back. Game. That's the last running back to have 100 total yards versus them. And it's not because they're good; it's because like they allow so many passing yards. Yeah, but like that that's like that's why like oh, and their offense is shit. Yeah, so I just almost like literally fade running backs almost versus them because like they're allowing like on average. Let me look it up real fast. I have it saved right here in a document. Um, so under anticipation, the Jets are allowing a negative six point two under what they project perceived averages over the last five weeks. So that means if a quarter, if a running back is projected to score about fifteen fantasy points, usually it's nine. Mm-hmm. And like, but if you look at the quarterbacks, they're scoring about nine points over projected. Oh, so, I see what you're saying. So it's not the fact that like, did you make that just, that up, or you can find that somewhere? Um, it's off the Harris Index, and you can you counter that with some other stats that you can look up. But the Harris Index is like a good like starter tool. Okay. Um, but that's just like what you can look at for like, um, if you take away standard deviation with it, then you take away like, it's just there's so many other variables in, but that's like an easy starting point, is the Harris Index. I see. Um, oh, that's very interesting, man. Yeah, and that's why, like, when everyone was like, my biggest thing on Twitter was like, Booker is gonna be garbage, hot garbage. Yeah. And like, and everyone was like, no, no, start him over. The-. I like messages. Start him over Kamara or Zeke. Or I'm like, no. I'm already 38. One debate. It was Booker versus Gallman, and I said Booker. Gallman. Gallman, 100 percent of the. 100%. I know, I know, I know, I know. But the reason <laughs> I said Booker was because I didn't fully trust Colt McCoy to allow Gallman to even have any room. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I didn't like it at all. I thought the game script was going to have the Giants trying to pass more. Um, But Seattle did nothing, man. Like, if you looked at the first half, Gallman was bottled up the whole game. And then, I don't know what happened. Like, Seattle just stopped playing or something. That was a a weird game. Very weird. I didn't get a chance to watch that one, but I saw some highlights from it. But yeah, Gallman's just solid. He just runs... He's just a good, solid back. I never expected him to do anything more than RB2. I mean, if he would have gotten any of those touchdowns, because I had him at, like, RB13. I had him pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, if he didn't get stuff stu- snuffed in those touchdowns, it would have been exactly what I projected almost. I don't remember what. But, yeah, but you were still pretty spot on. Top yeah, I was still, yeah, I still had him pretty well. But I'm just like, I like to look at things like that. If if Alfred Morris didn't snipe him. Yeah, yeah Twice. <laughs> Twice I'm like, oh, that's that's very that's exactly what I. That always yeah. happens. <laughs> I should have that's, known Alfred Morris. Oh man, starting Raheem Mostert this week over David Johnson like was a killer. Mostert had less yards than Jeff Wilson, and David Johnson had over ten points in half PPR. I don't remember where I had them ranked. I can look it up. 
I, I was pretty sure I was higher on Mostert, though. I can't. So, like... I was so excited to have him back. I was like, I'm, he, he, um, McKinnon's kind of iffy. I think he had the flu or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I knew I knew Wilson was back, but I'm like, Mostert's are between the 20s guys. And he breaks plays better than like 90% of the running backs in the league. Red zone Jeff, man. I hate committees. I mean, everyone does, but everything's a committee. Let's see where I had them all. I'm just curious now. I have to do do my first round of projections tonight. Well, I do QBs and tight ends tonight, and then I do running back wide receivers tomorrow for the game. That's my biggest hits for this week. I was exactly spot on on Aaron Rodgers. I was like I was like top um, eighteen on quarterbacks this week. Like Rodgers, Ben, Mahomes were all exactly where I ranked them. <laughs> wow. Um, where, where did you have um, Derek Carr? I had Carr fifth. Oh, so yeah, wow, good call. I put I put him yeah. So my I had to face him uh, in multiple leagues. So, but I have I, I have Darren Waller, so it was like a counter. They like yeah. literally were even. <laughs> yeah, I had Waller as ranked as number one tight end this week. Pretty cool. Actually, I, I called Goldman exactly. I just looked at it. I did. I, when I put him at like thirteen, it was exactly where we finished in half PPR or whatever yeah. I had him at. I don't remember all my rankings because they they like clear every week, but they tell me like my best hits. And so that's so cool, man. How did you get into fantasy pros? Um, working with Skulking, I was like a I was like a writer and ranker for them. And then they had an opening to um, add me to the to the thing, and they chose me to be the, their add-on for their uh, ranking contest. So nice. I do like I do rank them. So it's kind of like you gotta get a foot in the door, and they'll yeah. like like if you get bigger um, and get X amount of following, you'll be able to be ranking in there. Like Skulking has like two thousand or something like that, a couple thousand. So they get like two people total. So it's like wow. X amount. Of, it's like X amount of subs, X amount of views. Um, and you can be like in the contest or whatever, and I get like a free subscription to their like highest package, and I get all like the cool tools and stuff like that for it. So mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. That is cool, and I mean you're doing it anyways for your research. Oh yeah, no, totally. It's definitely everything I'm already doing. It's just like, yeah. have you found since you've been at Fantasy Pros, your fantasy game has gone through the roof? I mean, it was already there, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but um, but I it's hear definitely you, I hear you on that. <laughs> It's definitely allowed me to handle more and with less, like, question. Like, the process makes it a lot easier to know what I'm committing to every week mm-hmm. um, for my start sits or everything like that. Because, like, it's not a routine. And I think it's all you need if you're already good at fantasy is, like, have a routine for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, like, I mean, I, I miss, too. Like, I've had a really bad week. So, but it happens. Everybody. You can't, you can't not yeah. in this in this type of landscape. Like, there's no way you can't have a miss. Oh, I've I had like I've in this same season I've had been the number one ranker on a week in, to, in all of fantasy football. I've also been the exact last ranker. Ooh, <laughs> is this the first time that you've ever been dead last? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, I at mean, least you've been first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the the first full, the first what six weeks of the season I was number three overall. And then I had like a couple like medium weeks and like medium weeks plummet you too. But I kind of like, I'm not risk averse. My rankings, a lot of people, once they get that ranking, they're just trying to like stay in the top and they kind of like don't rank for how they actually believe. Yeah. And I commit to all my takes. So 
But. That's legit, bro. That's really cool. I like Jeff Ratcliffe for that exact yeah. reason. So Jeff you... Rat, 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 sorry, Ratcliffe is yeah. like he's straight up. If he's wrong, he'll be like, "I was wrong." <laughs> yeah, I. But he sticks to it, man. Like you said, and he's he's focusing on like Ada. Like he's not looking at box I... scores. Like he I... is, but he he's looking way deeper than that. I don't give rankings for you to not win your league. I don't give rankings for people to get fourth place. And that's why I feel like sometimes people do. Like, you're going to do fine, yeah, if you follow these rankings. Or you're going to do fine if you, like, do this or that. But, like, mine are going to, like, win you the week, but it might lose you the week sometimes. Yeah. But I, I think I've... Ride or die, man. Ride or die. Yeah, I've like, but I have, like, a 70% hit rate on almost all my takes. Like, which is really solid. <laughs> I want to go back when the season is over and I'm going to listen to all my podcasts that I've done on the pickup spots mm. and yeah. write down everything and see how I actually did and see like what's going on. Because the first week I did it when I started up, all I really did was like who hit the week before, like these are the guys you need to add because everyone's going to be looking at them. But then I really like struck out that first week I, I started, I don't know, really like broadcasting my opinion. And I looked at what I was doing wrong, and rather than having volume, I started focusing more on the quality of the pickup, and that really like helped me um, offer better advice to people. And like I noticed from the first week after doing it, I hit on like everything I said. Yeah. And from that point on, I'm like, okay, I can't just like, yeah, anyone can give volume, but I gotta sift through it and give like the best ones. That's why I wanted to do this draft, too. Yeah. Because, I no. mean, I have a sheet with, like, everybody, and then I have my sheet that I want the guys I have, like, rough notes, but I'll, I'll fly by see my pants. So I, do, I don't I, – I can't have, like – I'll, like, follow a sheet too much if I write it. So I'm, like, I'm going to go with how I feel and how you draft. Because draft is always reactive to me. So I want to yeah. see what you're doing. So I've got, like, a list, but, like, I have a very loose list. Same. And I have – I wrote down all the schedules too because that was a big factor in some of my picks. Yeah. Especially in the quarterback position. Yeah. No, I think got... in quarterback it means more than anything else the matchup, I think. Correct. Yeah, I used to do quarterback articles. Um, that's where I started writing was like and I would and like again, I you probably heard that on the pod, my biggest hit was whenever I started uh Andy Dalton everywhere in week 16. I, was, I sat Deshaun Watson in four leagues. Whoa. Put, and I, Andy Dalton dropped 40 and Deshaun Watson dropped nine. Four ships. Yeah, and you probably got Dalton for free. Free. I mean, it was still, it was like Dynasty, but it was like just there. I, it was like super late draft, but like that week 16 was just like too much money versus the Miami Dolphins. And it was just like, everyone's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm committing everywhere. I kind of have I have a similar story. Um, last year, Eli's return, I benched mm-hmm. Josh Allen for Eli, and Josh Allen had I think eight or nine points, and Eli had over twenty. I mean, that's the biggest thing about quarterbacks is the matchup. Like, that's you. You can get wrecked. I mean, Watson is someone that also can be hit by matchups. People don't realize that. Like, he'll have the giant games, but like he's pretty predictive on when he's gonna dud. Like, I've only like missed on him it's i've only seen like a handful of times like boom when he's supposed to dud unlike other quarterbacks so he's a really predictive quarterback honestly mm. and with bill o'brien too they were horrible yeah i mean 
that doesn't help. <laughs> no, no. And honestly, they had no run game. Yeah. There's it's so many fa- like Houston's just a gong show. Correct. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are they gonna do, bro? They gotta get a running back, a real one. I mean, I think they're like I was. I think Connor is someone they could sign because um, they have no picks, so they can't really do much with that. They need so many options, so they have to sign somebody. And Pittsburgh already said they're not gonna um, resign Connor. Um, so I think that's someone they can go after for like a medium level contract with yeah. someone they could use because like they don't really use him in the passing games. So they don't need him for that. And Connor's kind of a plotter anyways. So that's kind of like where I see happening. He's a better version of David Johnson. Well, at this point in their career, yeah. <laughs> but, Let's be real. But yeah, that's what I mean though. He's not going to cost the the price tag though. So that's true. That's true. Because like that's what they're aiming for is guys that you can um, afford. But they have no draft capital, so they have to kind of play that bounce game. And since they don't use them in the um, catching the ball at all, that's yeah. someone you can be aiming for. So they won't be paying up for someone like an Aaron Jones or any of the other um, running backs coming in for agency. But he's probably the best one in that tier area. So when is Mixon a free agent? He resigned. Oh, okay. Yeah, he resigned it right before the season started. Oh, okay, he- okay, I missed that. I thought he yeah. was coming up on either an extension or free agency. He was, and they signed him to a four-year. I was looked at forty-eight mil. Yeah, okay. I keep on. I keep on a lot of contracts because, like, that's the biggest thing with Dynasty is like knowing um, the contract situation mm-hmm. and knowing when to buy. And the second like a running back signs a contract, that's when his, his price goes up, and you want to buy them right then because it's going to keep going up. It's going to cost you more than if you took the risk and not. But like, I I like play a balance because they don't have a out to mix in until 2022 and then they do a six million they eat six mil but save 14 so that's probably the next time we'll see mixon as a free agent at the earliest and i'm guessing that 100 percent will happen yeah most likely with him but i'm just saying like so we've got he's got 2021 and then 2022 they could get out from him it just depends what he's uh doing at that time so it's yeah the Bengals are a mess too but at least they have T. Higgins and um, and Burrow and Boyd, like they have pieces. No, totally. T. Higgins is definitely like a, T. Higgins is a huge piece of the future. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he's showing his quarterback proof. He's probably someone I'm targeting in the off season um, for that reason, just because I like quarterback proof players. Yeah. So when I see someone, I think they have the highest hit rate and for the lowest price. So because their situation is gonna get better, period. Because something's yeah. going to happen. Like the fact that I'm means. seeing... Yeah. So, the way I see it... So I'm seeing T. Higgins perform with Brandon Allen. What's he going to do now with... And I was already high in Higgins. Um, what's he going to do now when Burrow comes back? So that's your buy window. Yeah. So. It's like... I think with Will Fuller, too. He's a free agent, isn't he? Correct. But he's also... He has a one-game miss under the, um, the suspension. So he'll miss week one of the season. So maybe you can get him cheap right now. Potentially, I, w- I mean, I would wait until like, and it's, it's so hard with him because like you have to wait until like it's like being announced. It's it that's such a weird. You have to I, like play the I field. Have, so I'm thinking, should I try and trade him right now? I mean, I'd hold him. Just hold on. I don't think he's gonna sign anywhere where he's not the one, and you're missing one game from him. I'm thinking he might go to the Lions. Honestly, I mean, I don't see them not franchise tagging. Kenny Galladay. I don't see him resigning. I, him. I see him I franchise do. tagging him. I do. I do. They don't. They they don't seem to be happy with him. 
he he's grading really really badly on um on like runs routes run and like and separation and stuff like that i want to see him under, i want to see him with a not pat matrish um, yeah that much offense, i so. know that's that's true like i'm a diehard lions fan yeah and I'm the guy uh on my main twitter page my header is actually kenny galladay making that sick catch last year against carolina yeah so i mean that's i love the that, guys that's, that's where my head is i want to see him like because like they were awesome and um stafford was one of the my uh favorite like sleeper quarterbacks last year and a great season until he was hurt but um yeah, I, I just think I want to see him in the offense because they were doing a lot better last year, and Matt Patricia's just garbage. So. Yeah. Well, I actually – so I did a podcast with Tim Peterson from 14 Personnel um, the other day, and uh-huh. I, I told him I'm taking Swift top five next year. That's – I don't hate it. I'm not sure if I like it. Well, if he's going in the first round anyways, and you're sizing up the first round – Oh, no. If that's your guy, that's your guy. I love the commitment to it. Yeah. Uh, it's like this year with CEH, though. Like, there's still a lot of questions in the air, and I'm pretty risk-averse in the first round. So, like, mm-hmm. my number – the honestly, the running back I got the most in the first round was literally Kamara, and I didn't have a single top-four pick. What? He, he fell six to eight or nine in every draft. Unbelievable. Like, CEH was taken, like – was it four times right before me? And then he, see if taken directly after Kamara, like every other time, because I was the one that took Kamara. So, like, in every redraft but one, because I got the number two picks, so I took Saquon, mm-hmm. I have Kamara. And I got him between six and nine, which is annoying now, but like, I didn't complain all season. No, of course. And then I have like, a, I have a ton of Aaron Jones. I took him in the second, like, everywhere. <laughs> uh, I, actually, I actually, on Twitter, told this guy, I think, I've, DJ Breeze, I think his name is uh, something like that. You know him? He's a Philly Eagles. He's an Eagles guy. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I told him when Kamara was like going ham, I'm like, Kamara is my number one sell high right now. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, you can't sell Kamara. I'm like, bro, think of your haul that you're getting. And he's never going to keep this up the entire season. And I didn't realize that Breeze was going to get hurt or anything like that. But at the same time, I knew he wasn't going to be scoring over 35 points a week like he did, like, what was it, two, two, three weeks in a row? Yeah, but he's just, like, so safe. And, like, everyone was, like, super down on Kamara going this week. But I was like, we don't even know what the offense is yeah. yet. Because, like, the first week, they were, like, super getting Taysmail oriented. The second week, they chose the most conservative game plan because they faced a non-quarterback. Like, no kidding. So, like, this week was the first time I actually saw the offense and, like, Kamara just doesn't have the passing floor, but he's still, like, a high-end RB, too. I mean, I ranked him at, like, 24 last week, so I wasn't, like, super excited for him. But, like, everyone was, like, super low on him. And I'm like, how do you guys just, like, get rid of that talent? He's, he has elite contact balance. Yeah. Um, but I'm not excited about having him as much as it was when the fans playoffs, but he definitely got me there. I'm definitely not afraid of him. He's just, like, a floor guy now. He'll mm-hmm. get you, like, 12 to 20 points. Hopefully it's higher than 20. Like, see how it goes. So. so where did he end up this week? Um, I can look it up. Like twenty four is a bold take. I don't think it is anymore, honestly. Like there's guys like like way lower, and there's guys that are obviously way higher, but I don't think it's that bold, honestly. But I don't really look at other people's rankings. I kind of just do my own. Mm-hmm. And that is to say, like I had David Montgomery in my top three, finished on number one. Kamar finished 11, but it, he was honestly like three points away from finishing in the 20s. So it's like, 
Yeah, it must be so close. It's really annoying sometimes, but I what like I said when I hit I hit big. Like I had I had David Montgomery in top three and he finished first. Um, what really hurt me was putting Ceh up really high because he didn't play a single snap. Yeah, that was annoying. So, but I, I also had, I could yeah. use those points in some leagues, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and the ma- the match was good for it, but sometimes something that happens. So. It was all a decoy. Yeah, hard decoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wayne Gallman finished fifteenth. I must have had him exactly at fifteenth. Um, I did not have Alfred, Alfred Morris at ten. I don't know why I didn't think that. <laughs> Come on, bro, get your head straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 my fault. Yeah, man. That's, go, um, uh, go buy a mirror and look at it. Just, what, what is wrong <laughs> with you? How did you? <laughs> Any note that you have, just throw it out. Yeah. And start it back. I'm garbage. Line no, I, Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. He was. At, he actually won me my first fantasy league with Alfred Morris because I took him as my last pick mm. in the first ever fantasy league I did um, when he was a rookie. On the Giants, right? When he was on, on Washington, yeah, he was on Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my last pick in the draft, and like I remember that team vividly. It was like I had like Matt Ryan, I had uh, Martian, I had Lynch, I had Alfred Morris, I had Michael. I, um, what was it? Who was that for the Saints? Marquise Colston. I had. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my team was solid, and it just he just like anchored that. So it's like funny. Man, Marquise Colston is literally Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah, that's so why I was like, my thought was, no, it's not Michael Thomas. It's Mark. I had to think about the name really fast. I'm a Saints fan. I'm like, wait, I, I can picture him, but I can't, like. Yeah. And, oh, no, never, never mind. I was going to say, don't they wear the same number? But that's impossible. No. But, I mean, they play exactly the same almost. So. Yeah. Colson's just bigger. He was a, And he was, slower. He was slower, too. Oh, you know, well, he, came in, he came in the league as a tight end. He was just, he was an undersized tight end. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him being beast. Yeah. Great hands, obviously. And that's my love for possession receivers is because of that. Well, you saw my dynasty team. I am all about receivers. It's such it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Because I've, I've especially so the, I'm sorry, especially the number ones, you know the yeah. volume is there every single week. I have so many different styles of teams, it's like wild. I mean, there's some there's some same anchors, but yeah. it's just like I have to like treat each team individually and kind of like. Every draft is different. Yeah. If where you're picking, who's in your league, everything. And there isn't the reason I like dynasty though is I will only do slow draft dynasties. I won't do long ones. I won't do quick ones mm. because like you can mitigate so much skill in how you know how to trade. So like you obviously always have an advantage having an early pick. Period. Mm. Like that's just how because you get unless it's three unless it's third round reversal that balances out more. But if you don't have a third round reversal, like I'm really but like I can make enough trades no matter where I'm at to get myself an advantage back to either break even with the early guys, barring mm-hmm. injury, of course, or pass them. So, I mean, that's very smart, dude. That's... I, you should see the transactions I make in a draft. Like I, I did one draft. I didn't pick from my own pick until round eighteen. <laughs> what? Yeah, I did not pick from my pick spot until round 18. I want to do a league with you, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, they call, they, they literally, call, my friends, like, you're, you're just a wizard. You're, like, you're just always in there. You always make moves. And it, I don't send bullshit trades. I'm, I'm benefiting both sides. But like, I just know when to like jump up and when to sit. Kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. I'll like I'll like be very patient with the tears and things like that. And when it's about to break, I try to jump in. Uh, guys in my league, like my home league that we've had forever, are getting. They think I'm cheating because I win every year. Uh-huh. So this week, the guy that was in first didn't replace his kicker. He had Boswell, mm-hmm. and he lost by three points and dropped down to fourth. And I jumped from third to first and won the regular season, which has a pot. That's good. And everyone's like, oh, how convenient. This league's rigged. How did uh, this guy just quote unquote forgot to start a kicker? And then the guy's like, yeah, like I would just hand the dude $150. I kind of want that money. (laughs) And he's like, Christmas is here. (laughs) I I only play one league with kickers. That's my home league. And it's just a super casual. See, this is the home league too. It's not, it's a, it's a standard league. uh, Three three wide receiver, two running back, one tight end, two flex, kicker and D. Six bank. Uh, not even half PPR, not even full PPR. It's just not even like anything outrageous. It's been the same settings forever. Yeah, you've never evolved. You're still sitting it's like bro. You're in the Stone Age. And he, the funniest thing to me, dude, is he has two kickers on his team. So I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't back it up with a healthy one. When who cares about a kicker, man? Yeah, my home link got annoyed to me. Because, like, I, I punted this past week. I'm, I've literally lost my first three rounds due to injury all season. <laughs> like, yeah, it was Dak. like, well, I didn't pick Dak. It was, it's a one QB league, but it was like, um, was it Saquon? And then I had Miles Sanders gone for a while and Eckler. Like, they're just gone. They were gone. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've been fighting the whole time. And I, I made some savvy deals. Huh? I had Cortland Sutton everywhere. Yeah. So, like, I've had to make some trades, work some stuff out. Well, so I have Adams on this team after making trades with Ecklers. They wanted for the playoff run. I'm like, sure, we'll figure something out. I threw him some stuff. And, like, I, if I would have won last week, I would have jumped to third. That's as high as I could have jumped. But if I won, I faced the CMC Aaron Jones owner. And I did not want to do that. Yeah. So you <laughs> set yourself up better. And it would put me in the bracket to face the Tyreek Hill Nick Chubb owner. And I did not want to be in that bracket. Yeah. So I literally set I set a legal lineup. It just wasn't an optimal legal lineup, and I lost. And the league was like, "That's cheating." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not against our rules. You can't tell me who's the best player. My guys could score ten touchdowns, and I wouldn't have known." Yeah, but it was definitely like Benny Snell and like players. Let me, t- <laughs> Let me tell you my only team that missed the playoffs. Now that you said Tyreek Hill and Chubb, so I have Patrick Mahomes, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Robbie Anderson, Nick Chubb. Raheem Mostert, Darren Waller, Debo Samuel, and Big Ben. That's my starting lineup. And I have T. Higgins and Dobbins on my bench because I benched them last week. Mm-hmm. So, did I can't, like, like how did I miss the playoffs, dude? I'm projected 190 points this week. <laughs> I mean, did you just get unlucky? And, oh, and here's the kicker. I have Darius Leonard, who is projected 13 points this week and is the best IDP player in the league. Um... So this know, is man. why I hate shallow leagues. Yeah. Well, that's a, again, that's like the most annoying thing about shallow leagues. Is, or like if you're going to do shallow, you need to have like a deep ass like starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Or, it's, or it's literally because you're, you're, you can't like you can't justify like going down your board and letting yourself have, a, have that like, oh, I, I'm sitting X player like I'm sitting Hopkins for Claypool. Seriously. Like you just can't be like like my Dude, projection. I didn't, say I didn't this. even bid on Claypool. That's but you know, do you know what I'm saying though? Like that's that like, same mindset. 
And it's not I hate Starball. Like, but in like a deep, I'm like, okay, I'll start this one for upside, this one for like floor, and there's actual like strategy to it. And I just like, I don't know. Starball pisses me off. What? Okay, is Starball like best ball? No, I call Star anything under um, 12 teams. I call Starball because it's yeah. literally you're at the mercy of whatever the best players in the league do oh, that week. Nice so yeah. if if the best player is dud, you're fucked. If yeah. the best player and you and you can't like you have. You have no justification of why you could potentially sit this great player, because you'll be kicking yourself more if they go off and they had a bad match. Like, man, I should have just known he's, the, he's like the best receiver. And then if, the, and if you're right, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. And then you're worried about do I play him or not instead of like having a deep roster and like I don't know actually like playing waiver wire. Yeah, no, I know. And when you have like I dropped Kenny Galladay in this league. You yeah. should not ever, in any circumstance, be in that position. Yeah. What is I, the fun in that? I don't. I don't have a single ten-team league. Like every league of mine is twelve. My my biggest league is sixteen. Um, sixteen-team superflex is the most savage dynasty league I've ever played in. I have a my team is stacked in that league. How, I went how did the first two rounds go? QB, 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 QB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I went like <laughs> I went, I was the guy that went QB heavy. I left with four starting QBs. I mean, I didn't go that heavy, but like for a sixteen team, that's fucking heavy. How did you even land? That? I used my first four rounds. <laughs> okay, so you're like that one guy. <laughs> I wasn't that one guy because I didn't like. I stopped after that because there were yeah. still a couple on the board I could have grabbed, but like I wanted three, and then they left me one more that I could use. That's really all it was. That's fair. You know that I don't think it's unreasonable, no, but like you just you, you let another one fall to me. I'm like, well, this is the best player on the board, so I took him. And then and then in the season, I traded. Um, it was Dak who I tra- who I got like was was the tradable one. Because right now my QBs are Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan in a 16 team league. Um, That's insane. But I had Dak the first year of the league, but yeah. like this guy's like needed a QB because his only QB got hurt. So I, I said Kelsey in a first. He's like a throwback. X X uh, tight end. He threw it back, and I was like, "Yeah, here you go." That's how expensive the QBs were. Kelsey in a first day eh? for that, and like after, I I honestly forgot what tight end I threw back. He was like a good one, but I have no idea. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but you're still left with three good quarterbacks. So correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like picking around like their contracts too. So a lot of guys' contracts ran up, mine didn't. Mm-hmm. So, That's even better. Like I'm very. I was, con- I was in a position in my dynasty baseball league. I had to trade Trevor Bauer because his contract was up. Yeah, I'm very contract aware of my leagues, like and things like that. So, like, I look for specific. It, this is also like, um, it's a really trade happy league, so you can actually get stuff done. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible to get QBs without giving up like the farm. Yeah, I hear you. So. I was, I was like, I looking at quarterbacks. I I mentioned in a pod earlier this year because of what's happened this season, especially my entire view of quarterbacks has changed moving into next year it's it's a different quarterback landscape for sure mm-hmm. so I, it as such. yeah and the ones like we treat bell cow running backs a certain way there's quarterbacks we need to start treating a certain way too i and think not, not just yeah. Mahomes. i'm sorry no no i i agree i think it's like you need to the the floor for a starting quarterback went up like a usable one Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 18 points now is not a good week. Which, in the past, 18 points was a good week. You need to be hitting 20 points as a quarterback to be considered a a 
put your team in a winning position. Right. Because anytime you start a quarterback, you want to be in the top half of the league to give yourself an advantage. I'm not starting a quarterback I think is going to finish 10th. I'm starting a quarterback that has a, a top seven finish. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll do matchups like that. But so I want to have, like like, like I said, I have so much Kyler. Because he fell, fell to the middle rounds where there was tier breaks, and I felt confident I could find gems of wide receivers. Yeah. So. Which I'm sure you already had at least two or three already before you took him. I was pretty RB heavy this year, mm-hmm. but I, I had at least one. I always get at least one. And that's also dependent on how many wide receivers I start and um, this and that. But like I would, wait, I would like watch the tiers drop. But I also had like Dak and Kyler on the same level as Mahomes and Lamar, mm-hmm. but just three rounds later. So like I'm getting a tier one quarterback to me in the sixth or seventh when you're yeah. paying a second or third. You could even throw Josh Allen in there too. Yeah, I mean he was like my like ninth round target. If I if like oh everyone else thought the same way I did, cool, I'll take a wide receiver. Like I was like not worried, but like you have to be playing more for ceiling than floor. Well, okay. So after all this like draft talk, let's draft. Yeah. <laughs> let's get this going then. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. I'm actually <laughs> gonna use a lot of this audio too, by the way. Okay. This this chat we've been yeah, doing. Yeah, it was uh, like I learned a lot from it, and other people will too. Yeah, and use so, whatever you need. It's it's I'll, pretty. I'll it I mean, and and like line it up so it sounds good. Yeah, I mean it's just an organic talk that we were doing, so I'm totally. Those are the best ones. Yeah, I mean that's how I just do everything, anyways, on these pods. I've learned that like, I mean, I don't if I, if I if I overthink it, it sounds like garbage. <laughs> um, as long as I got my research like on tabs. It sounds better because I've been like getting used to these pods too. Because like I just got like what really opened the doors when I had that number one finish, and like I got invited to the things for the first time instead of just being like the guy behind the scenes helping yeah. people get their rankings up. <laughs> That's so yeah. I can only imagine everyone must have been like, oh, yo, yo, CJ, come over here, man. I had a couple. I mean, not many people knew me still, but it was just like a really cool experience. And it made me make a Twitter finally because yeah. I'm not really social media savvy. And like all my friends were just like. Um, in my leagues, like, dude, we're gonna hype you up. So some of them have like two K followers and some like ridiculous number. So how long have you had Twitter? Huh? How long have you had Twitter? Uh, since November. Oh, okay. And you have for... over two two thousand? No, no, my buddy does. I have like three hundred right now, but he's like hyping me up. Oh, so I he's see. like, yeah. So I'm right. trying to get more and more, and that's why I keep doing these and stuff like that. Mm. I honestly, I don't even, I haven't even looked at my follower count. I see a lot of people all the time, like, oh. I need to get this many followers and all this other shit. And I'm like, come on. Like, I mean, is, is that what we're here for? Or are we here to discuss fantasy sports? The way I look at it is those are a percentage of the tweets that should happen to be able to have your voice be heard. Um, so, and it, if you're what, no matter what context you have, you should be a media personality first, if that's your goal in this, to give the information to the masses. So you have to be that by also having the knowledge to back it up once you have it. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at when with trying to like guide my own personal journey in this fancy football landscape, putting myself in front of the camera, in front of the microphone. Mm. Is I understand I need to be a media presence first. No matter how smart I am or how well I do, if nobody hears it, did I help anybody? Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. So I'm I, like I I also I like percent of my tweets are like funny memes because i think mm. they're funny yeah me too same helpful helpful fancy football tips and then like trying to promote myself and to promote others to help promote me so it's kind of like a 
a three pronged attack. It's how Twitter works in my mind. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I, but I get I, what you're saying. Yeah, it's not, I, and I'm. I don't even have a problem with it with people doing that. It's, I don't yeah. want to come off like I'm sounding oh, no. like an uh, angry old man or something. But like, no, you don't. I just I like twitter for seeing like you said the football stuff and other stuff like follower counts and stuff like that clouds the important stuff that i want to read so that's why i kind of would rather read the important things but at the same time networking and communicating and just having fun is probably the best part about it yeah no i totally agree and that's what it pretty much is about is it's fun this this should be fun we're talking about a game about a game like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> like, none of this is actually real. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You probably have the closest, like, real life experience with the NFL than anyone else. <laughs> to a lot of people, potentially. I mean, I, but, like, even that, like, it's just, it's a game. Of, even football is a game. It's yeah. just a great escape. It's great. Um, it's just fun. And you need fun in your life. <laughs> That's true. We need it, especially in a year like this, we need some sort of escape from reality. Oh, totally. Reality sucks right now. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather like be a realist about fantasy sports than about real life. Uh, this is the worst season of Earth I've seen in my uh, lifetime. So, How old are you? I'm 29, so I'm not that old. But Yeah, I'm only 32, and I'm right yeah. there with you. The closest yeah. thing I can remember was like before the millennium when everyone was freaking out and like stocking up and stuff like that because they thought, oh, all the computers are going back to zero. We're going to, and all this. <laughs> like, do you remember the millennium? I do. I, I was like a little too young to care at that point though. But yeah, I was like nine or something like that. So I was, I was like blissfully unaware still. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was like me uh, on 9 11. I didn't really. Oh, yeah. What's going on. I, yeah, the magnitude of it, but sometimes it's nice to have that youthful ignorance. Yeah, now that I have kids, I want them to stay like youthful ignorance forever. Hold this. Right. Cherish like, this. We never turn the news on here. I don't want them to see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I wouldn't I don't blame you, man. That's that's probably the smartest thing you can do. Just like yeah. they'll organically learn it, they'll get interested in it um on their own. Like the yeah. world will do that for them. No reason to force it on. Let them kids be kids, dude. Exactly, that's one hundred percent my thought behind it too. <laughs> yeah, and because we got to be kids, that's all I want for them too. I don't want to them to grow up before they have to. Yeah, I feel yeah. All right, let's do it, bro. I'm let's just do gonna. Some stuff. Yeah, right. I'm. Uh, it's already recording, so I'm just gonna jump right yeah. in. I'm gonna give you a little intro, and yeah. then we'll we'll go right into the draft. We'll do we'll do some stuff. We'll talk some things. I'll snipe you. <laughs> oh, all right, oh. Carl. Now we got a podcast. 